Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to The Trending Ticker. I'm your host, Parker Friedman, and today we had a little bit of a flat day. After having some pretty good the past two days, rise, up days, green days, whatever you want to call them, we, we, we averaged pretty flat today, except for the NASDAQ that was up 1.2%, but the Dow closed flat, and, and when I mean flat, I mean flat, and the S&P closed at 0.52%. Not really much that came out today. We had a good manufacturing number. I guess that's positive news. We're manufacturing more. But again, that's like one of those things where we were so low before. Is a, a good number really a good number? It was just that we were so low that we really couldn't go anywhere but up. Uh, I lean more towards the side that we really couldn't go anywhere but up. But, you know, I don't really pay much odence to the manufacturing numbers. I don't think they're ever really true tail signs of a good economy, but you know, it's a positive spin on the economy, I guess, after we've had so much negative news and we had another negative news today as the House and Senate again could not agree on a stimulus bill, folks. $1.5 trillion deal rejected. Um, eventually they're going to have to get one done. If they want this economy to get back to normal, it's going to have to happen. And, you know, they keep putting it off. They keep rejecting it. And everyone keeps saying, well, we'll, we'll wait till the end of September. Well, it, at this point in the stage we're in with unemployment as bad as it is, and it continues to get bad. Tomorrow's job numbers will be interesting to see if we go up in weekly claims again. After last week, we went up. They got to do something. And it it shocks me that there's not more outrage with this, that no one's really talking about this. And they're, you know, focusing on the Trump versus Biden thing, which is fine. You know, it's an election cycle. It's an important election. It needs to be talked about. But at the same time, when you have two sides of the legislative branch or not the legislative branch, excuse me, two sides of, you know, two different sides just can't agree and they need to agree. We need to find some compromise or the American economy is not going to improve whatsoever. We're in a real dire situation here because, again, we t- I mean, we can talk all about the stock market news all day today and how, you know, some was positive, some was negative, whatever. The economy is not in good shape. We're not in good shape as an economy. The B of A CEO came out and say, said today that he thinks the economy has hit a bottom and that it, we're going to go up from here. And I just don't see it. I don't see with jobless claims increasing week over week for, you know, into September, when the pandemic, quote unquote, ended, when things reopened in July, it it doesn't make any sense to think that this is the bottom. Um, I think it's only going to get worse. I've talked about my feelings about how the election is going to make things a lot scarier for the economy. And I've talked about my concerns with the Federal Reserve that I think is the overwhelming enemy of the people that the people just don't realize. But, you know, who am I to say who I'm no expert, but that's my two cents. And I, you know, that's the last I'll talk about the economy today, but I felt like it was a news story that needed to be talked about. Uh, we still can't agree on a stimulus deal and we desperately, desperately need one. But moving on to uh, company specific news, we finally found out what Oracle was going to do with TikTok today. And you know what? I think it's a pretty good thing. So TikTok will officially become an independent American company with Oracle owning a minority stake in it. The Trump administration is said to approve of it on Tuesday. So good work, Oracle. And what Oracle will be doing is managing their data. I didn't even think of that. Good on Oracle. That's huge. They're going to be not only manage their data in the U.S., it's going to be managing the data of TikTok worldwide. That's a huge net gain for Oracle. You know, I was really confused these past couple days on how that company was going to handle TikTok, and I, it completely slipped my mind 
to think that they were going to manage the data. And, you know, genius move by the com- company. Stock was up 2.5% today. I, there's no complaints from me here. I think this is a great move from Oracle. And like I said yesterday, TikTok's going to be the biggest thing. It's going to continue to be the biggest thing. And now that it's an American company, maybe we can get over some of the national security risks. Maybe if with an American company managing the data, we can especially get over the national security risks. And I think TikTok only goes up from here. It will be interesting to see if TikTok IPOs in a few years. Yeah, I said it. That's a prediction right here. It's a Parker Friedman prediction. TikTok will IPO in the next five years. Heard it here first. So it'll be interesting to see whether that happens or not. But Oracle made the right decision, and it's said to be approved on Tuesday. And Tuesday will finally be the end of the TikTok saga that we've been waiting so long to find out. And, um, you know, I think it's good that the, that the uh, that it'll still be around. I think it's a, a positive for everyone. I think, you know, as much as some people may think any social media is bad and TikTok does have its flaws, but I think it's a good thing. I think, you know, it's made a new brand of people marketing themselves and making money. And I always think that's a positive. So I'm happy that TikTok will be sticking around. So our next news story today, GM is just pulling all the punches, huh? They take the, the stake in Nikola, and now they're talking about exploring an aerial taxi service. Yeah, you heard me, an aerial taxi service, a taxi service in the sky. Um, they didn't really give many details. I don't really know. Is this like a helicopter thing? Are we going to be doing private jets? I don't know. But can you imagine if one thing that we came out of this pandemic with is an aerial taxi service? Come on now. Uh, GM stock today was up 1.28% on that news. That's going to be an expensive uh, feat to try to get over. It, like most things, I think this is going to be very interesting. But, you know, an expensive feat to get over. GM has the cash to do it. It might as well keep making these strategic investments. American cars have been losing popularity over the years. I like the nickel mistake. I talked about that when it happened. And this is just interesting to me. I, there's really no other way to put it. Because I don't know what their whole strategy with it's going to be, if they're going to own the helicopters or airplanes, if they're going to manufacture the helicopters or airplanes, are they going to lease them? You know, without knowing those details, it's really hard to say if it's going to be a positive or a negative for a company. Because, you know, you'd think things like Uber Eats would be positives for Uber, but they're not. So, like, to sit here and say, yeah, the idea could be a positive. The idea is a positive, right? Because there's a very good chance this works out very well for them and it, it will be very profitable. But then again, like the most obvious things that seem so profitable, once you put the numbers to paper, it's like, oh, this doesn't make much sense. And the primary example is, like I said, Uber Eats. You'd think Uber Eats would be a profit machine for Uber, but it's not. It's literally what is holding them back from becoming, you know, a really, really good company. So the how GM handles this is all going to come down to a numbers game. And until we get those numbers, I can't make a definitive. I like this. I don't like this. I like the idea and the principle of it. But I don't like the idea if it's going to lose them money. So I want to wait for those numbers to officially come out to give my like true hardcore opinion on it. GM's doing some things. They're making some moves. And you know what? They're doing the right thing as a company. Why not make moves when the economy is not in great shape? You know, why not take those risks? Because you can. What is your co- Your company can't do much worse, right? So why not take a little bit of risk here? And, you know, try us out something new. And I thought the Nicholas stake was a great move in the right direction. And I think this could possibly be a good move. But like I said, the numbers will tell. And then our final story today that I really want to dig deep in because it talks about three companies that I've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. 
Apple launched a fitness app today because they announced a new Apple Watch and a new iPad. The stock finished up only 0.16%. This new Apple fitness app is going to like track your blood pressure and do all this really cool stuff. A little creepy. I don't know if I want to watch telling me what my blood pressure is all the time. I'd rather a doctor tell me that. But, you know, good, good on Apple. But included in this fitness app is going to be an online fitness library. And who do we talk about that has an online fitness library? Well, that would be Peloton. Peloton reacted immediately to the news and took a, a nosedive off its highs, but still closed up, you know, 4.19%. It was up about 80, 88, 89, but it fell quickly to 85, and it kind of stayed hovering there for the rest of the day. I don't think this is a bad thing for Peloton at all. I think this reaffirms that the Peloton thesis it works. Obviously, Peloton's off its highs from last week being at 96. But I think this reaffirms that Peloton's moving in the right direction. If a company like Apple thinks it's going to be profitable to make a on-demand fitness library, don't you think it's a pretty good chance that Peloton will do it right, too? If Apple's taking this chance, it's it, they think it's going to work. Peloton's already made it work. Peloton, like I said when we talked about its earnings reports, blew them off the roof. Subscribers grew 333%. I, this reaffirms our Peloton thesis. This reaffirms that Peloton is like a screaming buy. I think at 85, yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive stock, but the upside potential on it is unprecedented because it, it literally could be the future of fitness. It really could. And the, the CEO came out today and said that. He goes, you know, this reaffirms that, that, that the fitness industry is changing. Peloton's only has a 20, less than $25 billion market cap. It's not super, super expensive from a market cap standpoint. It's got a lot of growth potential. And like I said, when we talked about it after earnings, it's never going to completely wipe out commercial fitness. But it could put a very large dent in it. And I think the Apple investment in a, a similar product to Peloton is just confirmation that Peloton's is doing the right thing. Apple doesn't do stuff like this unless they think it's the right thing. That's why they got into streaming. That's why they took so long to get into streaming too. They wanted it to be perfected. And, you know, we'll see where this goes. Could this be a negative for Peloton as it brings another, well, be it very well-known competitor into the space? Yeah, it could. But at the same time, Apple's not offering hardware, right? So Peloton has its competitive advantages that Apple does not and then the other story that connects all this together is that CVS will have special CVS customers will have special access to this. Again, I, it baffles me how cheap CVS is right now, trading at nine times earnings at 57. It's at 57 now. I've been like patiently, patiently waiting, like stepping back, stepping back, deciding when I want to buy this thing. I just I can't believe it. It's trading at nine times earnings flat now. It was at nine and a half last week. It's at nine flat. A $75 billion market cap. This is CVS. You're telling me CVS isn't a $100 billion company? So, you know, good on CVS at taking advantage of this. Again, this is what this mobile health hub conversation comes in with CVS and all the things we've talked about. I just thought this was the perfect news story to epitomize what we've talked about on this podcast. All the great things that companies are doing, that like the well-known companies are doing that are just not getting recognized. And I don't understand it. You have to be $100 billion in debt and lose $2 trillion in profits every year in order to be a successful company on the stock market right now, it seems. All the, you know, 
excuse my French, BS companies are doing great. But, you know, a solid company like CVS with a lot, still a lot of growth prospect, considering it's only trading at nine times earnings, is stagnating. It's flat. And it's not even flat. It's down. It is down. It makes no sense to me. And, you know, it comes back to the disconnect between the economy and the markets and the fact we still don't have a stimulus bill. It's all one big circle. And until we can fix one half of the circle, the other half of the circle is not going to be good. It's like a puzzle. So you can fit, you find the right fit. It's not going to work. So until we get a new stimulus bill, we're not going to – and the Fed stops overinflating the market, we're not going to get that beautiful synergy that we so desperately need. But that's it for today. Kind of a slow news day. Trying to keep up as much as I can with these news stories. Yesterday, I did miss NVIDIA buying out another chip maker. I, I looked at the deal. It's unbelievable. I, you know, it, it's structured funny. Um, SoftBank's involved and SoftBank's is getting like a portion of the deal now and then a portion later. But NVIDIA is just, it's keep, it keeps growing. And, you know, I was talking to some people who are much better at technology than I am. And, you know, they make the chips for the gaming PCs. And that's another, you know, gaming, esports is another industry that's kind of in on my mind and on the forefront of me being a little bullish on it. I need to see more uh, TV action for them, more TV revenue for them before I really get into it and think it's super bullish. But people still, the PC gaming seems to be very, very popular right now. So I think that's a great move for NVIDIA. And if I'm another chip company, I'm really, really scared. Because, I mean, this is just, they're kind of a stranglehold on this at this point, And it's, you know, a very high barrier to entry industry. So NVIDIA, good move on them. That's just such an expensive stock. Just not even from like a, a valuation standpoint, but just expensive in general at $520 a share. That it's tough to really sit here and talk about it. Because for the vast majority of investors, it's out of their price range and they'd never buy into it. But that is it for today. Until tomorrow, folks, follow me on Instagram, Parker underscore Friedman3, and Twitter, at the Notorious PF3. And then in the link of the bios of both of those is the link to YouTube, as well as my LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And then also, make sure you rate and subscribe this podcast. Let me do what I'm doing. Let me know what I'm doing right. Let me know what I'm doing wrong. And then finally, the amazing disclosure. These statements are of my opinion and should not be taken as investment advice. Make your own choices, ladies and gentlemen. Do your own due diligence. But until tomorrow, folks, stay safe, stay investing.